great idea. You might want to cut that part out. Okay. So the last thing I just want to bring up, because a couple of people mentioned that they didn't quite get to chapter 20, that is okay. As far as you were able to read, it's fine. We're just going to have a conversation about chapters 11 to 20. And of course, it includes whatever came before that, just because we have the background knowledge about about the story now. But if, if you're not quite up to chapter 20, it's okay, just participate as much as you can. Some of the questions are more like personality questions and things like that, opinion questions. So you'll be able to participate. You can either write in the chat box and I will read it out loud, or you can unmute your mic and just share um, your answer. I will be dropping the questions into the chat box for those of you who are joining us for the first time. And let me introduce everybody. We have, of course, Ms. Ravalo, Ms. Shao, Ms. Prentice, and I did see Ms. Bean before. She is here, right? Ms. Bean's here. Which one of our other teachers is here? I think that's it for the teachers, the teacher clubbers. And for the kid clubbers, we have Adrian, Aleska, Anaya, welcome in Anaya, uh, Daylene, Fernando, Jason, Katrina, Lucero, Marcelena, and Mario. And some of these kiddos have been with us since the beginning of club, and some are joining us for the first time, which is really exciting. And Lucero is eating soup. So we've all, we've, some of us have shared what we've been having for lunch. I have a, as I said before, a non-Gladys approved sandwich on white bread with salami and cheese and mayonnaise. And she would just, I think she would just probably give it one star. <laughs> Um, Ms. Roblo's eating dumplings, so Lucero's eating soup, Mario's eating a burrito, I believe, Ms. Prentice is eating Roberto, so we've all got something here. Ms. Bean's having extra sharp cheddar cheese pieces and garlic stuffed green. Oh, that sounds really good, Ms. Bean. <laughs> I'll join you for lunch. Alessa's well, going to eat later. Sometimes I don't eat during Southern Stories. Actually, this is the first time I've actually brought in my lunch during Southern Stories. Okay, let's get going. So the first 10 chapters introduces... Hi, Ms. Gonzalez Moreno. Welcome. The first 10 chapters introduces to Gladys, who is an 11-year-old girl who has kept from her parents the fact that she has become an excellent chef over the years. She has kept this a secret. They discover that she's been cooking in the kitchen and making some delicious foods when she almost burns the kitchen down with her dad's blowtorch. And so the punishment that they give her is that she is now not allowed to do anything cooking related, not read books, not look on the internet, and certainly not cook anything in the kitchen for six long months. And part of our conversation last week was like, is that really fair, right? So. There were there were um, people people agreed that the, maybe the consequence was okay, but not the time period. Like that was just too long of a punishment. Anyway, now we started with chapters eleven through twenty, and some things have happened. Um, her teacher had assigned an essay to be written, and she was her essay was selected to be sent to the New York Standard the newspaper that has published, that, that puts out this contest um, for kids. And so her teacher picked that essay to be sent into the New York Standard. And so here is the first question. Her teacher is Miss Quincy. And in the chat box comes the question. 
After Ms. Quincy chooses Gladys's essay as the class representative for the essay contest, and she reads it out loud because she reads it to the whole class, several of her classmates the very next day approach her for advice on food, on potlucks, and how to cool and bake things, right? So it's good. They, they decide that she is truly an expert in the kitchen. But how does Gladys feel about this attention that she's getting now? Awkward. Yeah. Why does she feel awkward, Aleska? Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? <clears throat> oh no, because like since you know how like I've been here last time and you said that uh, before I even read the book that her parents like didn't even like like to cook or anything like that. Like what if she's not like used to like having attention for her like specialties or stuff like that? She might be like nervous or people staring at her. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right about that. Like she's an only child. It's not like she has siblings, right? So, and her parents work a lot. She spends a lot of time alone until recently when she made friends with Sandy. So I think you're right. Maybe just like too much attention makes her feel awkward and uncomfortable. Anybody else? I think it's just a feeling like. Say that again, Adrian. I didn't hear you. I feel like she just has a feeling like. Okay. Um, like, okay. Yeah, just, she's kind of feeling okay about it. And I see Anaya said that she feel, she thinks she feels overwhelmed because people come to her left and right. Yeah, there, there was like a line in the playground, right? <laughs> her, friend, her friend Parm had to organize the kids in a line. And, and I guess she was just sitting somewhere and kids would come up and ask her questions. So it, it, was, it was a little overwhelming for her. Ms. Bean says that she thinks she was a bit nervous. Alaska says that she would feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, Katrina saying she's just not used to a lot of people and all that attention. And Daylene says she's okay with helping them, but doesn't like the attention. So it's like it's like a little too much for her. There was one sentence in the book that I was just like, oh wow, that's such a where is it? It was um she talks about feeling feeling like an, here it is. She says, um, having to talk to that many people every day was starting to make her feel like an empty coffee mug with nothing but dregs left at the bottom. And so that kind of told me, first of all, I, I can kind of understand because I, I don't like a lot of attention personally. Like it's not my, it's not, it doesn't make me comfortable. It never has, but it kind of feels like she's giving, 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 giving. And then there's like nothing left, right? That's that's what that sounds like. Like there's just nothing left at the end of all this giving that she gives. So I think Daylene's right. She's okay with helping everybody, but kind of like what is she? What is she getting? Not that she wants something in return, but maybe it's just a little too much. Anybody? Anybody else have a comment to make on it? Well, it actually showed that. Um, when that other girl got the attention back, um, we'll just call that person popular girl because right. I forgot the name. Char I think it was Charissa. Charissa, Charissa the popular girl, yes. I don't really, mm -hmm. I don't really care about names, so I'll just say popular girl. Uh, when the popular girl just got all the attention back, 
Um, Kalaz didn't even really care. She just kept on swinging on the swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Parm was upset, but Gladys wasn't, right? Parm was just like, she's just jealous because you're getting attention. Katrina says she was relieved. Yeah, and so, and so it was like, oh, like she was able to relax for a minute and just enjoy her recess time without having to feel like she was on on duty somehow, right? So let's think. Of, let's talk about Charissa, the popular girl. <laughs> Have you ever met anyone like her? And how did you or do you handle it? If you like know some, you don't have to say names, don't say names. But, you know, do you know anyone who's like, who's like Charissa based on the personality that we're seeing? Or do you think that's like an extreme character? Do you know someone like that? There's someone like that in every school. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to say any names and uh -huh. right. Just like Daylene, right? There's somebody like that everywhere. And and I would be the same way as Daylene. I'd be like, well, I'll just ignore. Yeah. Ignore. Yeah. Right. Um, I just say that that was basically multiple kids in my elementary school just the whole year. Mm -hmm. uh -oh. mm -hmm. Everyone's chiming in the chat. Yes, I just ignored them. I don't like to be around them. The attention they gain is just too much. Um, Alaska says she's never met a popular girl. Let's, you know, Alaska, you're lucky. <laughs> yes, <laughs> those personalities can be really like huge in a classroom, right, Adrian? Yeah. And Anaya says that she ignored her the whole year. So I think, I think, um, and Ms. Beans says she has to take a deep breath when she sees them coming. I think the things that you are all typing in the chat or commenting are kind of like what Gladys has been trying to do, right? She's just like, she wants to stay off of, off of um, Charissa's radar. She doesn't want Charissa to notice her. She doesn't want to be her friend. Like she's not rude to her. Not once was she ever rude to her, but she just wants to like not interact with her at all. Miss, Hi, Miss Bobbins, welcome. Miss? Yes, Alaska. I think it would kind of be weird if a popular girl just came with you out of nowhere because you know how popular girls are. They're just like, they just like don't like people because then they think like you're ugly or dumb. And if they come to you, you 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 have to know they're planning to do something or just because you're pop you're turning popular, they just want to be friends with you. So it would be rare if a popular girl just like goes next to you. Yeah, and and kind of that's what's happening. That's what happens in the book. What you're describing, Alaska, right? All of a sudden, when Teresa um, has a fight with her two friends. Now she's paying attention to Gladys. She calls her on the phone at home and Gladys is like, what the heck? And she's like, wear a purple barrette. You know, and Gladys is reacting the way you're describing Alaska. Like, this is weird. <laughs> I, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel normal. What is she going to do to me? Like, she, she's just feeling very suspicious about the whole thing, right? Uh, I just want to say that um, I could probably relate to that situation because when my main school bullies, they were like, oh, let's be friends. And then just bye. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think Gladys is really just trying to be very cautious around 
around Charissa and and do you think that Gladys considers her a friend? Adrian's face is like no, <laughs> not at I all. I feel like Gladys is just um on uh, the popular girls. I feel like they're just using her to like just to like use her for no reason because she's getting popular. I agree. I feel like they're they're trying to use her a little bit, right? But we haven't we haven't quite figured out why yet, right, Marcelina? But it does feel like they're trying to use um, Gladys's expertise in food somehow, right? There was that whole brownie scene in the cafeteria, right? So it, it just feels like it's leading up to something, but we're still not quite sure what. I agree with you. Okay, here comes the next question. Let's move away from Charissa for a minute and let's go back to Gladys's parents because this whole cooking thing is is really weighing on her. She's she's having to keep extra secrets from her parents, right? Um, because she knows that they're not going to approve of her doing having to do with anything in the kitchen or ingredients or cooking. So let's think about the parents for a second. Why do you think her parents are so determined to cook the way that they do? They only use the microwave for the most part. Oh, I didn't get the last part where you said determined to cook the way they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, why are they determined to cook like that? They only use the microwave. When they do use the oven, they, they mess up the food. They, they overcook it like, or they undercook it. I, what do you think? I feel like they just don't want to cook because they come home from like work and they're exhausted and they just like buy food, junk food all the time. That's an I agree. That's what I was actually going to say. Yeah, that's an excellent point. You know, I hadn't even considered that. I've been I've been reading the book from like Gladys's point of view that I actually have not put myself in the parents point of view. Maybe they are just exhausted and they don't want to come home and cook anything. You know, and I like, definitely know how that feels. Yeah. Wait, I, mean, I think all the grown-ups in in here kind of feel that way right we've all been Alaska. there yeah that's so true I agree with you you said well maybe it's also they don't know how to cook right or maybe when they were a little or they had I didn't think about this was it maybe they had an accident in the kitchen too mm -hmm. right like it could be hey you don't know how but I also could see well they're really tired they have full-time jobs right but I mean some of the stuff that Gladys is saying that she's eating is pretty nasty right or they just don't like like don't do things that they're not good at so like oh. they're not good at cooking so could be because time they messed up so they feel like they're not good at it so why do it those are all excellent points everybody yeah. I, I had mm -hmm. not i had not i was just i've been mad at them from the beginning <laughs> to be yeah. perfectly honest because you know as a parent i have three kids i try to be fair when i've had to give my kids consequences and so when they were like six months of a punishment, I was just like, that is so not cool. Like, who does that? So I've been mad at them from the beginning. But these are excellent points that you guys are making. Like, they don't they don't know how to cook and they don't know that they can. But to Gladys's perspective, they don't even follow recipes from a cookbook. Like, they'll just still do their own thing. You know, she she wants them to cook with her but they want to do it her way. They want to do it their way, not her way. So I, I, I would like to know a little bit more about the parents' background. I think, I think you guys have hit 
the nail on the head though with I think they're probably just really tired. Dad has to travel into New York City every day and back at least an hour, right? That's two hours of commuting. Um, and then he works. We saw, we saw in, in the last couple of chapters. Chapter 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kind of running around in New York City that he does from building to building to building, collecting taxes. He's a tax collector, right? He's trying to get these companies to pay their taxes. Um, so, so he definitely must be exhausted. And then mom is a real estate agent. She's trying to sell houses. And so she's also running from house to house to house with clients. So I had not considered that. I have to be perfectly honest. Maybe that has a lot to do with why they cook the way that they do. All right. But does it really make sense? Because, like, you know how you said that they, they wouldn't approve Gladys? I mean, Gladys is cooking. Like, I mean, like, probably if they were tired, yeah, I get that they wouldn't cook. But, like, if they don't approve Gladys liking to cook, then that's another thing. So I'm not sure if I'm 100% correct on that. I agree. And, you know, as a, as a Latina whose mom was, like, working outside of the home, and as the oldest kid in the family, it was my responsibility to make sure that the dishes were done by the time my mom got home and that a couple of things were already prepped for dinner, right? So that I'm coming from that kind of culture and background where my mom and my mom more than my dad, but my mom expected me to have a cup, expected me to help out in the kitchen so that when she came home, she would just finish up a few things like the main course. So having a kid who wants to be in the kitchen and is going to cook delicious things and they're like, no, well, that's kind of like a little strange to me too. So Fernando says he's Latino too. Yes, we're Latinos. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we all, and we had chores, we had things like that, right? So how many of you have chores at home? I'm going to guess that a lot of you do. Almost all of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they even have that for Gladys, right? Like, the parents are just like, go be a kid, go play games, do your homework. Like, You're giving her liberty, right? Yeah, right. So that that whole thing is a little is a little strange to me too. Um, how they're how they're how they're doing that in her home in her family. Okay, let's go to Sandy. I'm I love Sandy. <laughs> He's such a great character, right? He's such a great friend, and that's the question. Sandy is the boy next door. And he's 10. Gladys is 11 and he's 10. And he doesn't go to her school. He goes to a different school. Um, and so he, once they become And he friends, knows computers, right? Yes. Yes. He knows computers and his mom enjoys cooking. So these are all things that are, are drawing Gladys to them, right? To once they, once they got over that uncomfortable, just getting to know you kind of thing. Because, like, his mom wants him to cook, and, like, her family, like, no. And, like, her, her family wants her to, like, business, like, computer stuff. Right. So, like, it's It makes me think of, like, some movies I've seen because even um, Gladys's parents want her to go outside and play. Um yeah, Gladys's parents want her to go outside and play, but then Sandy's mom would be. My brain is fried right now. 
it's switched up. Like the parents, it's almost like they should be in separate households. You know, the other kid wants. And so it's almost like they should be switched uh, versus where they are. Right. But it brings value to their friendship within this story. I, I want to add on to your idea. Um, I think this is a, just a crazy theory, but it's like, wait a second. So if Gladys' parents want her to be a normal kid and Sandy acts like a normal kid and Gladys wants to cook and Sandy's mom's like Sandy's mom likes to cook. What if it was a child exchange when they were born? That's what I said in the chat. They they probably exchanged parents when they you were. You know how like they just she got a like, computer for like, Christmas. See, she wanted like cook supplies, but like it's like the different opposite. The mom loves to cook for Sandy, and like Sandy likes the computers, and like um. Kelly's family likes computers and they do not want her to cook at all. They mm-hmm. put a computer for Christmas and she was like stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you remember, students, do you remember when she met Sandy and why was he all scared? Like he didn't, it seemed like he didn't want to be her friend. Like I thought that was really funny. Do you remember that part? Why was he scared of her? Wasn't it because of the rabbit meat? <laughs> Yeah, what, what about the rabbit meat? Oh, that's right. I had forgotten that. She was asking for rabbit meat from Mr. Ang, and um, uh, Sandy heard, and it made him scared because he had his own rabbit. <laughs> right. You're right, Katrina, right? They, he thought that uh, Gladys was going to cook his pet. I mean, I'd be scared, too. <laughs> Especially when you have this strange, you know, strange to him because they didn't know each other, right? So... It's it's been fun to see how they've how they complement each other. You know, their their parents, like you guys just all explained, want the opposite for them, right? But because of that, I think they they have a good solid friendship with each other because he's been giving her lots of great ideas on on how to go about this business of tricking the editor at the New York Standard into believing that she is an adult food critic. And he helped her with that whole process, which was, which I thought was really, really great. Well, this is the thing. I think that, wait, is my mic working? Is my mic working? Oh, now it's working. It's working. Here's the thing. Like, what? My mic isn't working. Wait, it, can you hear it me? Is, it can is hear working. You. We can hear you, Adrian. Go ahead. Oh, it's because, like, the little three bar doesn't, like, show up. Okay, now it does. But, like, if Gladys told them that, it, that Gladys was actually a child, I think they'd be impressed a bit more and would published it already. And be surprised that hey, this is a child that did that. That like, is no, like the paper. Mm-hmm. And if it went on to the news of East Dunsford, the parents would see it and be like, Gladys, what did you do? And that's exactly and what like, she doesn't want. Yes. 
<laughs> just be like, well, this is what happened. And then basically that would be end of story. You think it's gonna, so let's predict what happens next then. Cause we're actually, I cannot believe that this, Miss Ravolo, I, I, I prefer you giving us extra time. <laughs> I prefer when we have a 90 minute subs and stories versus a 31. Cause I know. we're getting I, into a good conversation here. Some great conversations. I'm hoping we get back to school cause then we have a little bit more time. Right. Sure. Um, so, so they end up, you know, in the, in the last chapter that we read, She's traveling with her dad because she came up with this whole scheme with Sandy's help and her and her aunt. Uh, uh, what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. But her aunt, the one who lives in Paris. Yes. Um, she came up with this whole scheme of getting a project assigned over spring break that allows her to go and visit with her father at his job, right? And at the very end, they end up at the New York Standard because the New York Standard is not paying its taxes. And so her dad has to go fight with them at the New York Standard. And that's where we stop. So what do you think is going to happen? Let's do a prediction round. What's going to happen now? Because that's that's where we are. What's gonna happen? I feel like the New York staff is gonna like be impressed that a little kid did this, like edited the like, the paper. And but I feel like the parents are gonna be mad. Okay. All right. So that's a good prediction. What do you think? A two-hour <laughs> Alaska. I like it. I like your thinking. Go ahead, Adrian. Um, what I think is gonna happen next is like when we get an argument that hey, you didn't pay your taxes. My glass is going to try to help out. Well, no, she's going to start getting excited. Like, oh, this is New York Sander. And then he's going to be like, Gladys, relax. And then they're going to hear the name, wait, is that Gladys? Mm. And then they're going to be like, get that child. And then the dad's going to be like, why did you oh, go? I, I hope they don't get arrested. Okay. <laughs> that that would not be That would not be good. Any other predictions on what's going to happen next? Okay, because she hasn't she hasn't taken her dad to the cafe yet. So she hasn't written the review. She hasn't tasted the food. She hasn't written the review. They're ju they just happen to be there because he's got to go yell at them about the taxes. So any other predictions before we have to sadly wrap it up for today? Bye, Ms. Gonzalez Moreno. Bye, Fernando. Okay, Lucero, go read that book. Aleska wants more time, Ms. Ravalo. <laughs> oh, right. I wish we had more time. Could we do but that? I know you have to go to class, but happy reading. Hi. And we will, happy oh, yeah, we will have Subway. Next, next Is week. Is that the next one? That's the next one, next week, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll get that taken care of and yeah. we'll get everybody Subway for sure. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, All right, I'll see you guys bye, later. Princess, bye, Miss Ravalo. Bye, Miss LaBoy. Bye, bye Aleska. Bye. I love your hair today. I'm going to testing now. Bye. No crying. Bye. Bye. bye, Anthony. Bye, Anthony. That's a lot of kids that showed up. Yeah, did you count how many that was? I, I had at 1.17 people in the, but I think I'm going to get the attendance. Yeah. You'll get the attendance, I'll get right? The